You are Locked On Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, it is a Wednesday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast, but no, it is not a normal Wednesday show. Today, ladies and gentlemen, is NFL Draft Eve, and I could not possibly be more excited for the draft to kick off tomorrow night and to watch all seven rounds play out. But it's not just the draft itself that I am hype about. It is about all of the coverage and all of the content that I will be bringing you throughout the process. Of course, I'm going to have my podcast breaking down the rounds as they go throughout the weekend, but I'm also going to be putting up a ton of video content breaking down what the Titans have done throughout the weekend as well. So make sure that not only do you subscribe and follow the Locked on Titans podcast on whatever platform you do stream so you can get nonstop daily Tennessee Titans content, not only during the season, but all year long. Also, make sure that you follow me on social media at Tic Tac Titans on Twitter and at the podcast Facebook page at Locked on Titans Pod. But with that said, the content starts on today's show. And our first segment, as I promised you earlier in the week, is going to be a little bit of a roundup of all of the rumors that we are hearing about what the Tennessee Titans are going to do in the draft. And not only in the draft, but there's a rumor out there about the Titans being linked to a veteran Hall of Fame wide receiver. So I'm going to talk about that rumor as well. Then we are going to do a mock draft roundup. For the last few weeks on Mock Draft Monday, I've been giving you guys my personal mock drafts. Well, now I do want to at least take the temperature of some of the national pundits and what they think the Titans could do in the draft. And then finally, to close out this NFL Draft Eve edition of the Locked on Titans podcast, we are going to do my ideal fits in every single round for the Tennessee Titans. So it's going to be my realistic ideal outcome for the Titans over the weekend. So excited to dive into everything NFL Draft with you guys today on a Wednesday edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. Let's get it! It is NFL Draft Eve, Titans fans, and we have some juicy Tennessee Titans reports to talk about. And I am going to start by talking about the Tennessee Titans' interest in a Hall of Fame wide receiver, and that is Julio Jones. So basically, let me break this down for you. The Falcons are in a terrible position with their salary cap right now. Once their rookie draft class hits the books, they're going to be about $6 million over the cap. And then at a certain point when the roster goes from just the top 51 to your top 53 and the practice squad, they're going to be even further over the salary cap. And in the NFL, remember, it's not a choice whether you can be over the salary cap. It is mandated by the league that you get under the salary cap and you will be penalized if you are not like the Minnesota Vikings were penalized in this year's draft. They had to forfeit a draft pick. So let's talk about why the Atlanta Falcons would consider trading Julio Jones and also why the Titans would be interested. And according to reports, the Titans are one of three teams that did actually kick the tires on Julio Jones along with the Patriots and the Jets. 
So basically, basically Julio Jones's contract is set to pay him uh, about. $23 million, or it's about $23 million in dead money for the Falcons this year. If they trade Julio Jones after June 2nd, they're able to split his dead money across two seasons. So basically, they would only have to have dead cap of $7.75 million this year, and then the other $15 million would go to next year. So yeah, they'd be pushing money into next year, but it would save them a ton of money this year, which the depressed cap we already know about. So basically, if the Falcons trade Julio Jones after June the 1st to the Titans, the Titans will take on Julio Jones's contract, and here's the real kicker for the Titans. So basically, if the Titans trade for Julio Jones, it's going to be $15 million this year, but only $11 million the next two seasons. So you're telling me that the Titans could have Julio Jones in 2022 and 2023 for only $11 million? What an economical steal for the Titans. And you might be thinking, I thought the Titans only had about $6 million in cap space right now. Well, they do. But remember, the Titans never restructured any of their big deals. With a restructuring of Taylor Lewan's contract, or more importantly, Ryan Tannehill's contract, just one of those would allow them the cap space to bring on Julio Jones. Now, the trade would have to take place, again, after June 1st because of league rules. But that's a trade that could be agreed to right now because the Falcons aren't going to get 2021 draft picks in that trade because they would have to execute the trade after June 1st. It's not an NBA draft situation where they can just tell the Titans, hey, take this player, take this player, and take this player for us. It's not one of those situations. The trade would have to take place after June the 1st. So the Titans could hypothetically agree to a contract or agree to a trade with the Falcons right now for 2022 draft picks. And in my opinion, a second round draft pick and a fifth round draft pick should get the deal done for the Titans because they got to take on the money too. So that is going to help them give up less in terms of draft capital. So Julio Jones to the Titans, I could actually see that happening. It's not a slam dunk, obviously, but something to keep an eye on. And clearly the Titans are interested and should be interested based on the needs of this team. If the Titans go cornerback, edge, offensive tackle, all these things and go wide receiver later in the draft, it might be a tip to us that this trade could be down the pipeline. The next scuttlebutt piece of information that we're going to go over here is a report from Matt Miller at NFL Draft Scout on Twitter in his recent rumors and reports that he put out on Tuesday. He had this to say about the Tennessee Titans at pick 22. Quote, it really seemed like defensive tackle would be the selection for the Titans, but that talk is cooling. Wide receiver could be a round one target if the right player is on the board. I don't see right tackle being a round one priority despite the Isaiah Wilson saga, end quote. So two big pieces of information there. All that talk about Christian Barmore is done. I never believed that anyway, and it looks like Matt Miller just got wrong information. But it does make sense that the Titans would be going at wide receiver, and I'll mention a little bit more about that in our next segment when we round up a couple of national mock drafts. But also, saying right tackle won't be around one priority despite the Isaiah Wilson saga, that makes a lot of sense as well. I expect the first tier of offensive tackles to go pretty quick, and I don't think it would be smart to trade up for them. Also, the tackle class is deep. John Robinson has said that himself in press conferences earlier this offseason. At this point in time, I don't really see a reason to reach for an offensive tackle at 22 with the other needs and the other talent that should be on the board. 
Now, the last report is going to connect the Titans to another prospect that we have been talking about a lot. He's very polarizing, and that's cornerback Caleb Farley from Virginia Tech. So per Charles Robinson from Yahoo, he said he's been hearing that the Saints might move up to get him and that the Saints feel they need to move ahead of the Titans to get it done. So the Saints think that they have to get ahead of the Tennessee Titans in the draft to be able to select cornerback Caleb Farley. So obviously, that gives you the Titans' interest in Caleb Farley. So all of that is incredibly interesting. Interest in Caleb Farley, interest in wide receivers, which I think obviously would be Rashad Bateman or Isaiah... or. Um, Elijah Moore at 22. I don't think Elijah Moore should go at 22, but clearly there's a connection there. A lot of people think that that's something that could happen. But also, John Robinson said in his press conference earlier this week that they've been talking about targets that would make sense to move up the board and get. And to me, that's obviously Devontae Smith and J.C. Horn. Those are the two realistic, obvious targets that could drop in the draft and be there in the mid-teens that could make sense for the Titans to go up and get. So, all of that is just crazy information, what to believe, what not to believe. I do believe that Matt Miller report. I also do believe that Charles Robinson report. I also believe that the Titans are calling about Julio Jones and using that connection with Arthur Smith. So quite frankly, there's a lot of smoke out there, but I believe a a good amount of these rumors that we are hearing about the Titans. But that's going to do it for the rumor section of the show. We are going to get into a national mock draft roundup. And just before draft actually takes place and kicks off. See what some national pundits think the Tennessee Titans could do with their first pick. Before we get into that, though, do want to remind you guys that this episode is presented by 1010, a capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced, limited edition designs at a fair price point. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today, rings sure to bring joy into her life. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring ideal for engagement, Mother's Day, or simply a beautiful conversation piece. They're the perfect way to bring light into her life. They're available now through Mother's Day only on BlueNile.com. Just search the words 10 by 10. This collection features high quality, fine jewelry that will surprise and delight, and it's fairly priced so you can give her something special and truly meaningful. If you're on the hunt for the perfect, unique ring she'll treasure forever, you're definitely going to want to check this out. They won't be around for long, so find them now by searching the words 10 by 10 only at BlueNile.com. Hey, Titans fans, listen up. Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC, is offering a complimentary bottle to all football fans in America. To get your complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea, text D-R-A-F-T, that's DRAFT, to 231 231- Two, three, one. This unique man-boosting formula is powered by Testafin, which helps boost free testosterone and total testosterone levels and increase energy and lean muscle mass. Plus, text now and they'll include a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, their most powerful fat incinerator ever with key ingredients to help you get back in shape absolutely free. Text DRAFT, D-R-A-F-T, to 231-231. That's DRAFT to 231-231. Message and data rates may apply.
last few mock draft Mondays, I have been focusing on doing some manual mock drafts to play out some Titan-specific scenarios and see what could come about as we explored all of the different possibilities. And in light of that, we haven't really taken a look at the national mock draft scene for quite some time. So before we get to the NFL draft tomorrow, I want to do one last mock draft roundup and see who the national quote-unquote experts have going to the Tennessee Titans. But speaking of the draft being tomorrow, remember the Locked On Podcast Network is partnering with the Draft Network to cover the NFL Draft live. Get insight and analysis from Locked On local experts and the Draft Network's national experts. Subscribe to the Locked On NFL YouTube page to watch live three-day coverage of the NFL Draft April 29th through May the 1st. Let's dive in to this mock draft roundup, though. The first mock draft that we are going to talk about is from Pro Football Focus, and they had the Tennessee Titans going with wide receiver Terrence Marshall out of LSU. Now, Terrence Marshall, I think, is a interesting prospect. He's a really, really young guy, so a lot of development to be expected, especially with route running. He has great size. He's six foot two. He's got good speed. He's a size speed guy. And think about Josh Reynolds. That's what he really brings to the table. He's a size speed guy, long strider, get down the field tall so he can make plays over the top. I mean, that's the type of wide receiver that Terrence Marshall is. Maybe he could be obviously a little better than Josh Reynolds, but being a Josh Reynolds level guy wouldn't be too bad if he went in the mid rounds. But here's the issue. Terrence Marshall has rumored medical concerns. And in this draft, we've seen a ton of reports that indicate teams are going to be scared away from medical and all-field concerns with all of the uncertainty around the draft process. No combine this year. They didn't get medical reports on anything outside of like the top 150 players. Some of the top 150 players, about 8 to 10 of them, skipped those medical exams anyway. So it is uncharted territory this year in the draft like never before, even last year. It's crazier than last year. So, at least last year, the combine happened. So, with Terrence Marshall having some medical concerns, and anyways, I just think it's too high for Terrence Marshall at 22 for the Titans. I just don't see the fit there. He's the type of guy I could see dropping to 53, and then it would make a little sense for the Titans to take a chance on him, but not at 22. Sorry, the analytics guys. Put the calculators away. Next, John Ledyard, who was a guest on the show earlier in the draft process. He had the Titans going with wide receiver Elijah Moore, and I know that's a fan favorite. I have said at his size. I don't really see that as a fit for the Titans offense. Schematically, they usually look for guys a little bit bigger than that, but I could get behind Elijah Moore just being a very strong, tough wide receiver even at that size. He does fit a slot need for the Titans. There's some potential for him to play outside. He was incredibly productive, so I get all of that stuff, but at his size, it's obviously a concern. So I have been off the Elijah Moore train at 22 for quite some time, but I'll tell you this. I'd rather have Elijah Moore than Christian Barmore or anybody outside of Tevin Jenkins like a Alex Leatherwood or a Dylan Radins or a Samuel Cosme or anything like that. So I get the Elijah Moore love. If the Titans were to trade back in the first round to the late 20s or early 30s and found a way to get Elijah Moore, I would be much more okay with it there. But again, back-to-back, two wide receivers. So notice the patterns. Evan Silva from Establish the Run, who's one of the better mock drafters in the entire universe, 
He had the Titans take an Eric Stokes cornerback out of Georgia. And in my opinion, in mock drafts, what happens, and I can tell you my mock draft will be coming out on Thursday as a special episode on the podcast feed, and I'm going to post it on Twitter and on Facebook at Locked On Titans Pod. Sometimes there are guys who you think are first-round picks, and you just don't have a good fit for them, so you put them somewhere. This is what Evan Silva did, because I don't really see Eric Stokes as being a value for the Titans. If Newsom is off the board, and Farley is off the board, and Horn and Sertan are off the board, I just don't see the Titans going cornerback at 22. They would at least trade back. And Eric Stokes, I might rather have Tyson Campbell from Georgia. I don't know. It's a tough call. So for me, I don't really see that, but cornerback obviously a need, so I get where his head was at. Mel Kuyper had the Titans taking Elijah Moore as well. Mick Shea had the Titans taking Gregory Newsom, who out of all the picks that have been mentioned so far, Gregory Newsom would be the ideal one. I'd rather have Newsom at 22 over Marshall Stokes or Elijah Moore. Uh, then finally, Daniel Jeremiah from the NFL Network had the Titans taking Caleb Farley, and a lot of that has to do with the Titans taking a risk on Jeffrey Simmons. Now, ACLs, as crazy as this sounds, ACLs are more common to come back from and get back to 100% these days than it is to come back from a bad back. Like I said on a previous episode, when was the last time you heard a guy say, yeah, I used to have back issues? Back issues don't go away. They just don't. So you might get, you know, five good years of Caleb Farley as opposed to eight because of the back issues. But is that worth it for John Robinson? Is the talent worth it? Because before the back stuff, he was considered the best cornerback in the draft. So I wouldn't really kill the Titans if they made that pick, quite honestly. So that is what the national pundits are saying. Obviously, we're going to have our eyes on any mock drafts that come out the rest of the day or anything like that, but wanted to take one last stroll around the mock draft neighborhood before we got into this year's first round. But next... I'm going to get into another personal mock draft where I go through each pick for the Titans and I pick the ideal but also realistic outcome for the Titans throughout this weekend of drafting. But before we get into that, do want to tell you guys about betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet all your sports action. You got the baseball season in full swing, NHL in full swing, you got NBA about to get into the playoffs. There's tons of different prop bets on the NFL draft. The Kentucky Derby is this weekend. Got a ton of UFC and boxing happening every single weekend. The summer is a great time to bet sports on betonline.ag. And best of all, if you head to their website today or use your mobile device, sign up for free. Use the promo code Locked On. That's one word, Locked On. You'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. They're literally going to give you free money if you use promo code Locked On at BetOnline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. It is time again for me to tell you all about the best tasting protein bars ever and that is our friends over at Built Bar. They have a ton of different flavors, different textures, anything you could ever want from your protein bar flavor wise, you're going to find it at BuiltBar.com. The bars of course are covered in 100% chocolate and it really does feel like you're eating a candy bar. I am not on some crazy diet or have some restrictions or anything like that. I don't even really like protein bars. I eat the Built Bars like candy bars. 
And in the back of my head, I know that I'm being healthy while also feeling like I'm indulging in a treat. The bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, all of that. Plus, they are absolutely fantastic tasting. What more could you want from your protein bar? Make sure that you go to BuiltBar.com right now and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Once again, use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Titans fans, we are going to cap off this NFL Draft Eve edition of the Locked on Titans podcast with my ideal Tennessee Titans seven-round mock draft. And I say ideal, but I don't want to be unrealistic either. I think this would be the ideal draft hall for the Titans that they could realistically come away with after all seven rounds. And of course, the way that I did it, I used all nine picks. Who knows where the Titans move up and move down. I I could see John Robinson moving up and down quite a bit in this draft with all nine picks that he has at his disposal. But for this exercise, just going to go through the nine picks the Titans currently have. Now, before we get into that, do want to remind you guys, you can get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. And I guess I've gone back and forth throughout the whole draft process. You can hold my feet to the fire on things I've said before if you want, but the reality is the draft pre-draft process is not a, I get to this point and this is where I'm at. It's ever evolving, ever changing. And the reality is based on what I think is going to happen with the board, I have settled on Rashad Bateman, wide receiver out of Minnesota, as the best possible realistic first-round pick for the Titans. I like Bateman more than Greg Newsom. I, I like Bateman more than taking a risk on Caleb Farley. I think that Bateman may not turn out to be a high-level, explosive, playmaking wide receiver, but I really do think he is just the perfect complement to A.J. Brown. The Titans can add a speed threat at some point in time that gets down the field with burst and verticality and all that. And Josh Reynolds can add a little bit of that this year, and it would allow Rashad Bateman to play a little in the slot or A.J. Brown to play a little in the slot, and it's just a versatile, big physical lineup. Rashad Bateman is smooth with his route running, great on in-breaking routes, digs, posts, ends, comebacks, All the things that the Titans like to do in their yards after catch centric offense. I just think that A.J. Brown has these incredible physical gifts and he's got to refine his techniques. And then Rashad Bateman has really refined techniques and just doesn't necessarily have all the physical gifts that an A.J. Brown does in terms of the strength and explosiveness and power. So to me, they're just a perfect complement to each other. And with A.J. Brown in the fold for hopefully seven more years after he gets his contract extended and then four or five more years of Rashad Bateman together. The Titans are just good at wide receiver for the most part for the next five years. I I mean, that just seems like an ideal outcome. A realistic, I would love the Titans to get Devonta Smith, Devontae Smith or JC Horn, but I just don't think that that's ultimately going to be realistic. In round two, the ideal outcome is that Asante Samuel Jr. drops to the Titans in round two. He's considered a day two, fringe day one prospect. His stock is rising a little bit as we go, but 
if the Titans somehow could get Asante Samuel to drop to 53, remember A.J. Brown dropped to 51, Christian Fulton dropped all the way to the 60s, so who knows, a guy who we don't think is going to be there, they could drop. So Asante Samuel Jr. is small. He's five foot eleven. Maybe that sh- makes some teams shy away. But for me, if the Titans can leave the first two rounds with Rashad Bateman and Asante Samuel Jr., that's over the moon, baby. That's incredible. That's the ideal realistic outcome. Now, round three, I, I go with the, a little kind of, uh, you know, side road here from what people would typically be thinking. Offensive tackle, edge rusher. No. I went with Hunter Long, tight end out of Boston College at 85. I really do think that he would be a great fit for the Titans positionally. He would be a perfect third tight end to go with the pass catcher and Ferkser, the run blocker and Swaim. Yeah, he's not the athlete and run run after catch guy that Jonu Smith was, but I don't necessarily think you need that to have the production Jonu got. I think Hunter Long could put up 400 yards and 50 catches next year. I truly do believe that. So, to me, Hunter Long in the third round would just be a slam dunk. A slam dunk. And I'd be willing to take him there after Hunter Long. It's, listen, it's Kyle Pitts. It's Pat Fryermuth. It's Brevin Jordan. It's Tommy Tremble. It's Hunter Long. And after that, I don't really care about any of them. Trey McKitty, maybe super late. But ideally, if the Titans could get Hunter Long in the third round, I think it's just perfect. He would just be a perfect fit for what the Titans need in their tight end room. Next, at pick 100... Spencer Brown, offensive tackle out of Northern Iowa, six foot eight, road grader, but he is developmental. He's got to work on his technique. He's got to work on having a low center of gravity. He's got to work on being patient with his hands. There are things that he has to work on. I don't know if he would be a starter day one, but I think he would immediately be a starter next year. And from he could even end up starting by middle of the season. For me, at pick 100, getting a guy that Titans Twitter is unanimously in love with in the mid rounds, I think it would be perfect. I've talked about Spencer Brown. Stone Forsyth, James Hudson. I talked about these guys in the mid-round who will be available for the Titans between 50 and 100. And if they could get out of there with Spencer Brown, who I'm the highest on out of those three, ideal. Once again, it's ideal. Next, pick number 126, the Titans' fourth-round pick, Kendrick Green, the interior offensive lineman out of Illinois. He's just a perfect zone run interior offensive lineman. The Titans have Aaron Brewer behind their three starters, Saffold, Jones, and Davis. But how much are we going to trust Aaron Brewer being an undrafted free agent from last year? Yeah, he looked good in spot duty, but is that going to be a long-term thing? I don't know if the Titans can bank on that with how important the offensive line and the run game is to their system. So getting in a guy like Kendrick Green, who doesn't have to start right away if the Titans experience injuries like they did last year. And right now, Ben Jones is one of the more irreplaceable players. I'm more confident in Aaron Brewer going in and playing for Roger Saffold, even though Saffold's a better player than Jones, than I would be replacing Ben Jones with the options the Titans have right now. Kendrick Green, slide in there, play back up center for Ben Jones. Ben Jones is getting older. He costs $7 million next year, or he's going to be a free agent after the season. Titans are probably going to have to let him go. Kendrick Green could step in next year as the starter for the Titans and fit perfectly within the scheme. At pick 166, this is the Titans' fifth round pick. I'm going with Caden Stearns, the versatile safety out of Texas. Yeah, there are concerns about Stearns, concerns about Stearns. 
He doesn't have great agility and change of direction. He's not fantastic in man coverage. That's all understandable. But the Titans love that three-safety diamond package on defense. And with Kenny Vaccaro being gone and Amani Hooker stepping into that starting safety role, the Titans are going to need a third safety as part of that rotation. They clearly like that personnel grouping. And for my money, I just don't think Dane Crookshank or Matthias Farley are that guy. So I think it would be smart for the Titans to bring in a Caden Stearns like they did with Dane Crookshank late in the draft, a guy who can excel at playing deep safety. He has good range. He can fill that deep safety role in the Titans diamond package early on. And then eventually, who knows what happens? The Titans... I think need to transition Kevin Byard to more of a strong safety role when there's only two safeties out on the field and have somebody who can play that deep safety a little bit better. And I think Caden Stearns could potentially fill that role for the Titans. Now we're getting into the sixth round picks for the Titans. There are two of them. Pick 205, pick 215. And I'm going back to back on the defensive line. Number one, I'm going with Janarius Robinson out of Florida State. Talked a lot about him on Mock Draft Monday. Six foot five, got athletic gifts, got size gifts. He needs to refine his technique, but I think the coaching at Florida State was abysmal. And I think that the Titans get him into the system and he can improve and use those physical gifts and that size and that length. And the Titans could have something special late in the draft. Then with pick 215, the second sixth round pick, I went with a local guy from Vanderbilt, Dio Adangbo. He tore his Achilles earlier in the pre-draft process. I believe it was January, but he's six foot five. He's a big bodied guy. He could play five technique for the Titans rush on the inside. I think he could be a potential development piece to take over for Denise. Nico Autry after a couple seasons with the Titans. Remember, Autry is an older player, so that's not a long-term option for them. That's a help right now option. And and I think at Deo Adengbo would have been a a top 100 pick, a top 125 pick if he didn't tear his Achilles. So taking him, letting him fully recover while the Titans don't necessarily need him. And then seeing what you got in a player that's local who your scouts have had good eyes on, I think that could be just an excellent fit for the Titans' second-to-last pick. Remember, this is their eighth pick in the draft at 216. Taking a chance on that sort of guy to add depth to the interior defensive line and have a maybe a potential starter who was a start, uh, uh, you know, a, a third-round top 100 caliber player before he tore his Achilles two, two months ago, three months ago. I think that's a great value pick, and uh, Adangbo may not even be there. He might go in the fifth round, but I could see him sliding this far because of the injury. Like I said, injuries are going to affect the draft more than ever this year, and if the Titans swooped him up and allowed him to develop and get healthy on his own time, could be a really good value pick for them. And then the last pick in the draft, I went with the guy who the Titans have had conversations with, and it is linebacker out of Boston College, Isaiah McDuffie. He's a run stuffer. He's a physical football first kind of guy. So the Titans just may take a chance on him late in the draft. Add some depth to the interior or to the off-ball linebacker group since the Titans don't have a lot of great depth there at this moment in time. Allow him to battle it out with some undrafted free agents. Allow him to battle it out with some roster bubble veteran guys. And the Titans could find something there. They clearly have interest in him because they met with him. So with the last pick in the draft, 232 for the Titans. I went ahead and, you know, got a guy who was at a position they need to add depth at and that they've had a connection with officially before. So just to go through that, Rashad Bateman, Asante Samuel Jr., Hunter Long, wide receiver, cornerback, tight end. Then Spencer Brown, Kendrick Green, Caden Stearns, offensive tackle, interior offensive line, and safety. Then Janarius Robinson, Deo Adengbo, Isaiah McDuffie, Edge, 
interior defensive line, linebacker. So I got all of the Titans' major needs, got wide receiver, got corner, got tight end, got both spots on the offensive line, got both spots on the defensive line, and got a safety and an interior linebacker. I mean, that would just be a perfect haul. Now, I think the Titans are going to move around a lot in the draft, so they'll ultimately end up with either more prospects or less prospects than this at the end of the day. In my opinion, it'll be less. The Titans will trade up in the mid-rounds if they don't in the first round to try to get guys they need. The Titans don't need to have nine players in their draft cap money-wise, so I think it would be smart for them to end with about six or five and just get some prospects that you actually feel good about and you're very certain about making an impact on the team this year. But that's going to do it for me today, folks. When I talk to you guys next, it will be draft day. And I am so excited for that. Genuinely so excited to bring you guys all the content that I'm going to be putting up, whether it be on the podcast feed or on social medias. This really is maybe my favorite time of the year, even more than the regular season. And I'm just excited and blessed to be able to, you know, share these, uh, moments and events with you guys. And, uh, I don't know, don't want to get all sentimental, but I really do love this time of year, and I'm really grateful that you guys, you know, listen to the content, and we get to go through this stuff together, so draft day, tomorrow, I'll be here to preview everything for you guys, what picks do the Titans have, where can you watch the draft, what's the timeline on the draft over the weekend, any updated news that we got whatsoever, what needs the Titans have, I'm breaking everything down for you guys tomorrow, But that's going to do it for me today, folks. As always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked on Titan.